Hello everyone, welcome back to the Quantum Mic and another episode of Relative Grace. Now if you've been listening to our show for a little while, you may have noticed that I am studying physics. In fact, I'm currently an undergrad student at Carleton University. Now for anyone who has ever gone to university, you probably also know that usually buildings on campus are named after people who have either been influential in the university's history or have donated a lot of money. At Carleton, one of the main science buildings, and the one that houses the physics labs, is the Hertzberg Building, which is named after Dr. Gerhard Heinrich Friedrich Otto Julius Hertzberg, a German physicist, chemist, and Nobel Prize laureate who was the Chancellor of Carleton University from 1973 to 1980. So, as a shout-out to my university, Go Ravens Go! Today we will be covering the life, times, and discoveries of Hertzberg. Let's begin. Gerhard Hertzberg was born in 1904 to Albin Hertzberg and Ella Bieder in Hamburg, Germany. He was the youngest of two children, having an older brother named Walter. While at school, Hertzberg grew a strong interest in astronomy. So much so, in fact, that he and one of his friends spent a lot of their time making their own telescope. And yes, they even ground their own lenses for this telescope. Sadly, he was only 10 years old when his father died. This ended up leaving his mother with the burden of financially supporting and raising two young boys by herself. This would eventually lead her to move to the USA, where she worked as a housekeeper and sent money to her children in Germany to help cover their education. After completing his schooling, Hertzberg now headed off to begin his career in science. Following his love of astronomy, he applied to work at the Hamburg Observatory, but was rejected. This was because he didn't have the required financial support. Instead, Hertzberg went on to study physical engineering at the Darmstadt Institute of Technology, gaining his bachelor's degree in 1927, and a year later his PhD in 1928. Hertzberg went on to specialize in atomic and molecular physics. After a series of jobs at the University of Göttingen and the University of Bristol, he landed a full-time position as a lecturer and assistant head of the physics department at his old school, the Darmstadt Institute. It was here that he would build a large spectrographic laboratory. He would end up working beside and getting to know some of the greatest physicists at the time, such as Max Born and Edward Teller, while he worked here. During this time, Hertzberg married Louise Hedwig Oettinger. Louise was another physics major. She had been studying at Göttingen when Hertzberg was working there. They were married on December 30th, 1928. Little did the newlywed couple know that in the coming decade of the 1930s, their life in Germany would be uprooted. As you may already be able to guess, since we're now entering the 1930s in Germany, we are going to run into the Nazis. But how would the Nazis end up affecting Hertzberg and his family? Well, Louise was Jewish. In 1935, two years after the Nazis took power in Germany, Hertzberg's teaching license was revoked because of his marriage to a Jewish woman. Louise, who was a Jew, couldn't get a job either, so neither of them were able to actually sustain an income. With the help of John Spinks, the Hertzberg family immigrated to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada, where Gerhard gained a job at the University of Saskatchewan. Hertzberg would build a strong career for himself in North America. He would later move on to work at the University of Chicago from 1945 to 48, but would eventually settle in Ottawa, the capital of Canada. It was here he joined the National Research Council of Canada. Throughout his physics career, Hertzberg specialized 
on molecular spectroscopy. Spectroscopy is a large field, but to summarize it, it breaks down to studying spectra. A spectra is a chart of all the different colors in light. Light is made up of photons, and photons all have different energy levels. These energy levels are related to the color of the light. This is also related to its wavelength, but we're not going to really cover that here. Now, a photon of blue light will have more energy than a photon of red light. Most light is made up of many photons of many different energies. For example, white light is made up of red, green, and blue light. Now, the goal of spectroscopy is to examine what colors of photons there are. This is called the spectra. Now, there are two types of spectra, the absorption or the admission spectra. An absorption spectra is the missing colors of light that have been absorbed by a material, while emission spectra contains only the colors that are made up of the light produced by a material. The emission spectra and absorption spectra of different materials depend on their structure. Hertzberg's primary focus was molecular structures and understanding them. In particular, he was very interested in free radicals, which were particles that appeared intermittently during a chemical reaction. He and his associates determined the infrastructure of multiple diatomic and polyatomic molecules, as well as many free radicals, such as free methyl and free methylene. Hertzberg's interest in astronomy also led him to apply his research of spectroscopy to space. He used spectroscopy to identify molecules in planetary atmospheres, comets, and in deep interstellar space. It was this work that would gain Hertzberg a Nobel Prize. In 1971, Gerhard would be awarded the Nobel Prize in Chemistry for his contribution to the knowledge of electronic structure and the geometry of molecules, particularly free radicals. Sadly, the award that Hertzberg would later call the prize to distinguish it from his other awards was awarded to him just a few months after the passing of his wife. Louise Hertzberg had died unexpectedly on the 3rd of June, 1971. She was an accomplished physicist in her own right, working alongside her husband for many years. The two were undoubtedly a scientific power couple. We're actually going to cover Louise next month during our next Relative Grace episode. Following his Nobel Prize, Hertzberg continued his scientific research. This included identifying water ions in a comet that's known as Kotek and the discovery of triatomic hydrogen. He would go on to win multiple awards, and in 1973 he would become Chancellor of Carleton University in Ottawa, a position that he would hold until 1980. Hertzberg always worked on something. Even after retiring, he kept working on his research into his 90s. In his spare time, he would be reading biographies, playing violin, and singing. Eventually, on March 3, 1999, at the age of 94, Gerhard Hertzberg would pass away. A great mind of his time, Hertzberg is still remembered by the impact he made. His work at the National Research Council of Canada laid the groundwork for the level of scientific excellence that they hold today. Hertzberg has been honored through his name being given to many things. These notably include the Hertzberg Laboratories at Carleton University, Asteroid, or also known as Small Planet, 3316, and the Hertzberg Medal, the highest honor that can be awarded by the National Research Council of Canada. Just like Hertzberg, the recipient of this award must have research contributions that are characterized by both their influence and their excellence. Now for some fun facts. After being rejected by the observatory, Hertzberg almost became an opera singer instead. Even though 
he didn't, he still loved to sing and would even sing at the end of any interview that he ended up doing on TV or on the radio. Hertzberg was a very hard worker. He had a philosophy that there were two types of science, good science and bad science, where good science would lead to benefits. If he was alive today, he would be happy to know that his research is critical in many fields. It can be used to find the smallest impurities, which is important for the computer chip industry, and many of the computers and even the device that I'm using today to create this podcast. And it is also allowed for concealed explosives to be detected with only a few trace particles. Another fun fact was that Hertzberg was one of the many founding members of the World Cultural Council. Founded in 1981, a yearly award ceremony has been held by them since 1984, where awards are granted to outstanding scientists, teachers, educators, and artists who have contributed positively to the cultural enrichment of mankind. And with that, we're going to be done our short little episode on Gerhard Hertzberg. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is slightly shorter than our normal one. However, it's been a very busy time as classes have come back to being in person. So I hope you enjoyed learning about Hertzberg, and I hope you are looking forward to our next Relative Greats episode where we will be talking about his wife, Louise. Until then, have a good one. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Quantum Mic. Join us next time where we'll be talking about the James Webb Space Telescope. You can follow The Quantum Mic on Twitter at quantum underscore Mike to stay up to date with the show. Let us know how we did by leaving a review and subscribing. If you'd like to come on the show and talk about your amazing research, email us at thequantummike at gmail.com. That's all one word. You can find it in the description. This episode of The Quantum Mic was hosted and produced and edited by Owen Dara. Quantum Mike episodes are created by Owen Dara, and the music used in this episode is created by Kevin McLeod. Thank you for listening, and we'll hear you next time on The Quantum Mike.